Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Tuesday, the first day of a brand new month, Tuesday the 1st of February 2022. Trust you've had a phenomenal start to your working week and looking forward to all the opportunities that are no doubt right in front of you and your sales team that are to be taken advantage of and used to create good, not evil. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about bit of a theme that's come out of a number of conversations actually over the last few days with clients and what's become evident is some of them are trying to implement too much too quickly. Now there's a, a conversation in particular I had this morning with a client and, and she was complaining about all the pressure that she's been placed under by her senior leaders and them expecting her and her team to do significant amounts of work to bridge what is uh, at the moment a bit of a uh, a bit of a challenging gap in terms of their sales numbers, but uh, the pressure that's been placed upon her and I referred to uh, shiny thing syndrome yesterday in the podcast, and unfortunately her senior leaders are suffering from a little bit of that shiny thing syndrome, in that the message seems to be inconsistent, and what she's trying to do is trying to do too many things too quickly. And in the process, she feels as if she's juggling so many different balls and trying to keep them all in the air at the same time. And inevitably, what's going to happen is the balls are going to be dropped. Now, that's the weight of expectation that is placed upon her shoulders. And it's no different to many, many sales leaders out there who are feeling the same. Because the weight of expectation can be so great that they do get caught up in a perpetual cycle of doing. Just doing, doing, doing. They get to the end of the day. And they're absolutely stuffed, completely fatigued, and they're busy, busy, busy. And when they're asking, you just have to listen to the language they use when people are asking them how they're tracking. Always busy, flat out, not necessarily conversations about how much productivity have you generated. And when we do this, when you feel as if you're in a perpetual cycle of doing and often trying to keep all these balls in the air at once and trying to meet the expectations that other people place upon you, it can lead to not only inconsistent results, it can certainly lead to levels of overwhelm. And overwhelm, certainly in a leadership capacity, is something we want to avoid at all costs. Because when you think about it, the example that we set to our team, uh, and our team is and always will be, as I've always said, a reflection of us. We need to create and maintain an environment of certainty where people look at us, not necessarily as the people having all the answers, but certainly having, I guess, the mindset and the energy that no matter what's no matter what is going on, I just put my teeth back in. No matter what is going on in the environment, no matter what challenges that we might be facing, no matter what expectations that might be getting thrown upon us, we as leaders are creating that environment of certainty. When people look at us, they get a sense of groundedness, they get a sense of calmness. What they don't get is a sense of overwhelm. So if we are if we are in a position where where we are feeling overwhelmed because we've got so many things that we're trying to do, because we are literally trying to keep all the balls in the air at once, juggling every everything we possibly can, then often that can lead to overwhelm. And despite our best efforts, despite our best intentions, sometimes that can just naturally transfer onto a team, which we want to avoid at all costs. 
So many of them, when you think about this, uh, and this is, the, I guess, the theme that's coming out, many of the people I'm, tr- I'm talking with at the moment seem to be feeling as if they're trying to do too much. They're trying to take on too much. They're trying to be everything to everybody. And in other words, many of them are trying to boil the ocean and they're wondering why the temperature isn't changing. Now, unfortunately, this tends to be quite a common occurrence across not only sales teams, but other teams as well. And if I reflect back on the workshops that I've run just over the last five years, there's a number of workshops that the expectation has been placed upon me as a facilitator and as a trainer to teach, whether it be a sales team or some other form of operational team, uh, key concepts around leadership, negotiation, influence, pitching, whatever the case might be. The expectation that's then placed upon me to make sure that there's a huge amount of knowledge transfer but then the expectation that once that transfer has been done, which is ridiculous because they really think that upon a, a two-hour workshop or a one-day or a two-day workshop, that the people attending the workshop are going to have all the knowledge they need to be super, super successful. And then the expectation that the senior leaders have is based on the information they attained from that workshop is they should just be able to implement all of it immediately and get immediate results, which comes back to the shiny thing syndrome syndrome again and unfortunately the expectation and the focus on short-term results so the key message out of today is we've got to stop trying to boil the ocean and we've got to master the fundamentals now whether it's a, a workshop you're attending and the expectation from that workshop could be from your manager or senior managers is to implement everything and create some level of change within within the team within the organization to deliver different results or If you're in a sales team right now trying to manage expectations of your senior leaders whilst at the same time trying to uh, minimize the sometimes significant disruption upon a sales team through maybe an implementation of a new process or maybe a brand new strategy, it could be as we're at the beginning of a new month, it could be the new product or new service of the month. And there's some companies out there that actually start talking about the new methodology of the month. So there's some new methodology that they're bringing in and I want to implement it straight away, and the expectation is we're going to get immediate results from it, which is quite ridiculous. So one of the key things we've been talking about uh, with with these clients over the last few days in particular is how do we do something completely different? How do we, instead of boiling the ocean and just sitting around waiting and hoping that the temperature of the water is going to change because we're boiling, it'll take forever. And therefore, we know if we try to implement too many things at once, it won't deliver the results that we're hoping for and certainly won't deliver the results that is expected. So we've got to do something completely different. And what we need to do is sometimes, and this sounds maybe counterintuitive, but instead of taking on more, we've actually got to take on less. We've actually got to slow down in order to speed up and we've got to master the fundamentals. Now stick with me because this uh, this strategy actually works and it's a conversation I've had with a number of clients this week. It's also a conversation I have with all of my workshops and the participants at my workshops because one of the things I have noticed is when people learn new things and it's great to have a thirst for knowledge, there's also a tendency to try to implement as much of that knowledge as early as possible so that they can embed the learning. Now, part of that is true because there is a a concept called mental atrophy where if you don't continue to keep something top of mind over a period of time, you'll start to lose the information that you attained in the first place. So just like working out, if you stop going to the gym after working out for three months, if you have even a week's break and you come back, during that week, there's been a level of muscle atrophy, which means your muscles have not necessarily grown as much as they would have been if you had been exercising them, which makes it a lot more difficult to pick up 
where you had previously left off. So yes, there is some danger of atrophy, but there's a strategy that's really, really simple to implement that keeps things top of mind, but also enables us to build high levels of conscious competence, which will deliver tangible results. So there's a very simple five-step process I want to take you through, which is something I've shared with clients this week, and I share this often with, uh, with my workshop participants as well. So I trust this helps, and certainly if you're a sales leader right now, or if you're an individual contributor, uh, being uh, in a state of overwhelm, or feeling as if you're under pressure, a feeling as if you're being pushed from pillar to post, trying to implement too much too early and trying to deliver everything to a high level of excellence, just understand that it's actually not possible to do everything perfectly. As we already know, it's all about progress over perfection. So this strategy fits perfectly into the strategy that I've always talked about around making progress rather than get things perfect. So here are the five key steps. Step number one, uh, let's take inventory of where we are at right now. So as I always talk about, certainly from a leadership point of view, one of the key responsibilities that we have as leaders is to be able to define clearly what the reality looks like right now. So if we can identify that and if we can articulate that, then it gives us a platform, gives us a benchmark, it becomes the foundation. So the first thing is to understand where are we right now? Let's take inventory of where we are at. So this becomes our starting point. Now, we then have to know step two is, okay, based on our starting point, let's clearly identify what success looks like and understand why it's important. Now, this is all about goal setting. So as we talked about at the beginning of the year, you've got to set a really big, hairy, audacious goal for yourself. But equally, you've probably already been given a goal by your sales manager, your sales director, or the organization that says this is your sales target. So for all intents and purposes, that is your goal. You need to understand what that looks like, what does success look like, how does it feel, and how will it feel when you achieve that target, and why is that target, why is that number, why is that goal so important? We've really got to get honed in on this and really understand the emotions behind it. Because what you'll find in most cases is there's now a gap between where you're at right now in terms of the reality you've defined and the goal that you've identified. But if we don't understand why it's important, then it's going to be very difficult to create some strategies and some tactics to bridge the gap. And here's the, the difficulty or the challenge or the issue that I find many sales teams and sales leaders face right now. And that is, they believe they've got a goal or a target that is unattainable, right? And their current level of reality just indicates that the gap is so huge that there's a level of demotivation that starts to play out, which then leads to levels of lower discretionary effort and almost like this attitude of defeatism. Now, the approach to take with these first two steps is as much as it might be difficult, it's certainly at when you first think about this, wherever we are right now in terms of our reality, we've got to try and remove ourselves from the emotional attachment to our current reality. This becomes a platform. We've got to look at it really pragmatically and say, this is the reality. There's nothing I can do to change this. Where is my goal? Where is my aspiration? That's where I'm now looking forward to. So I've got to actually start to create an emotion around what it's going to feel like achieving the outcome, achieving that particular goal. And certainly as a sales leader, the responsibility we have is yes, to find reality, but don't accept the fact that the gap between where we are right now and where we need to be or where we want to be is insurmountable. So again, remembering that we're the ones that need to create the air of certainty, a feeling of hope, and create some energy around what is going to be possible. So don't think about fixed mindset, the fact that this is not possible. Start thinking about what if we could achieve this? How are we going to achieve this? Because that then leads to step number three is we now look at, okay, what are the priorities or the options we've got 
to implement so that we can move from where our current reality is now to where our goal is. Now, this is the brainstorming exercise. And the important thing about this is to think about as many options as we possibly can and just write them up. Don't think about whether these are attainable or not. Don't think about whether they're implementable or not. Don't think about whether they're practical or not. Just take all of that out the window completely and simply write them down. Because once you've got them written down, and in most cases, you'll come up with probably five to 10, if not more, options or priorities that you can then think about because the next step is step 3.1, if you like, is to prioritize them or rank them. Rank them in order of importance or rank them in order of impact they think is gonna actually come from implementing one of these priorities. Now, from that list and after ranking them, step number four then says, okay, let's choose now one or two priorities, no more than two, and let's focus on the implementation of this one or two key priorities for the next 30 days. That's it. Not for the next 12 months, simply for the next 30 days. Why? Well, everybody could do something for the next 30 days. It's a finite period of time and you'd be amazed at what you can actually develop in terms of competency in a, in a space of a 30-day period of time. Unfortunately, too many people look at a long year or even a six-month period and say, we've got to do this relentlessly for the next six months in order to get our target. If we break it down into something that's actually fundamental, that's really easy to implement, and we can do it for a short period of time in short bursts or short sprints, then there's a higher probability of people being able to do it. And when you continue to monitor performance and specifically the impact, you'll start to see some tangible progress that you're making towards the attainment of that goal. So there's two things that happen through that process. One is you'll start to develop a habit. So I talk a lot about developing conscious competence. So by focusing on one or two things and doing it day in and day out and really putting tangible focus and effort towards that thing, you're going to be developing a habit. The second thing you're going to be developing is a foundation for the next list of priorities because what will then happen is once you've actually looked at the next 30 days, you've got to the end of 30 days and you look back on the progress that you've made, you should be able to tangibly see the progress that you've made. Then on day one of the following month, you then rinse and repeat for the next 30 days. That is, you look at what are the priorities that I've got and sometimes you might come up with different priorities because there might be some things you find out throughout the month that requires you to add to the list of options, the list of priorities that will take you from your current reality to your goal. And then again, you'll go through the process of ranking. You'll pick one or two things and you're going to focus on that for the next 30 days. Now, when you do this, it is amazing what tends to happen. And I do this and I challenge all my workshop participants to do this. And that is when I cover a workshop, there'll be so many concepts that I cover. And the danger is many people will try to implement everything at once. And what will happen is they'll implement some things. They'll find they're not getting the results that they, they thought they would or they expected to get. They'll then turn around and say, this thing doesn't work. And in many cases, they'll put it back on the back burner. They'll put the workbook in their drawer and say, right, I'm going back to old ways of doing business, which is not how we generate change. And it's certainly not how we make transformation. And it's certainly not how we make progress. And by the way, it is certainly not how we achieve those big, hairy, audacious goals. So the key message added today is stop trying to boil the ocean and waiting for the temperature to change because it isn't going to change. We've got to master the fundamentals, which means we've got to look at what works and what doesn't work and focus our attention on the little things that are going to be able to be implemented over a period of time as short as 30 days to develop that habit and to start making progress. 
Now, will this require courage? Yes, it will. Will this require the ability to have conversations and maybe reset expectations that others have? Will it also require you potentially to engage in some difficult or challenging conversations? Well, 100%. But the whole point of this is, again, to make progress, is to get closer and closer and closer to the goals that have been set either for us or the goals that we set for ourselves. And the only way we can do that is to actually get really, really good at identifying the key levers to pull or the fundamental activities that we know will make progress towards the achievement of that goal. And we do that over and over and over again, an amazing thing will start to happen. Not only will the goal start to appear a lot closer, but you'll find yourself in about three months to six months or maybe even 12 months down the track. If you repeat this and really become intentional with this, you'll look back having achieved or got really close to your goal and you'll think, my goodness, I cannot believe we have come so far in such a short period of time. But also understand that the work you're doing now, just think about the platform you're now setting for the following 12 months. And if you rinse and repeat this and do it over time, I guarantee not only you as a sales leader, but your team will become unstoppable. So I trust that message resonates. It was just something I felt compelled to share based on a number of conversations I've had over the last week and it seems to be a constant theme that comes up and uh, more than happy to engage in these conversations because uh, the people I was talking with have certainly found it uh, quite cathartic and quite enlightening, which uh, which is terrific. So hopefully they'll get the results if they stick to the plan. So with that said, thank you very much again for plugging in to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Very much look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. As a key reminder, if you'd like to work together, you know the drill. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. We'll have a chat about what exceptional sales leadership looks and feels like for you and get to work together so that we can get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next podcast. Until then, may you enjoy a phenomenal Tuesday, the 1st of February. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.